Welcome to the Peter Lag Podcast, where you're empowered to lead, inspire, and influence. Now, here's your host and mentor, best-selling author, internationally acclaimed speaker, and community leader, Dr. Peter Legg. Good morning. My guest today is Alison Sagado, who is the CEO of the Senior Services Society of British Columbia, located in New Westminster. Welcome, Alison. Thank you, Peter. So why don't you give us an overview and the challenges of some of the things that you're facing? So um, thank you for the question. And uh, Senior Services, uh, Peter, as you know, is um, an agency that supports older adults who are homeless or at risk of homelessness for the first time in their later years. And in 2023, the Greater Vancouver Homelessness Count showed that uh, one in five in the region of the homeless population, that's 22% approximately, were over the age of 55. And that number has increased five times in the last 10 years. So the biggest challenge we have is uh, the homelessness and the increase, the rapid rate of increase of homelessness for older adults. So tell me, why are you located in New Westminster? Um, good question. And that was uh, predominantly because a group of New West um, individuals who felt passionately about this over four decades ago wanted to do something about it. And they started on working towards supporting seniors who were in this position, who needed some supports. And uh, through their works, this agency was born and um, took root in New West but not necessarily just for New Westminster people. That's correct. Um, senior services, as it evolved over the four decades, has supported um, seniors who are homeless across the province and has um, focused in on that particular um, group and has been uh, seen as the lead agency on seniors and homelessness in BC. Uh, we do support um, seniors in New West for direct supports, uh, but uh, around homelessness, we support a senior anyway in BC. So how do they find out about you? Um, most of our referrals or calls um, come to us from a health authority, from a neighbor or a friend who, I guess, Google seniors supports. Um, senior services pops up quite easily on a search tool. And um, the local um, seniors advocates office, uh, BC Housing, and uh, 411. So any agency that works with seniors in BC uh, quite often will reach out to us if they know there's a senior that needs support in their area. Uh, increasingly, though, with um, family members. So are you the only uh, senior services agency in British Columbia? Uh, no, definitely not. We have uh, many partner agencies and agencies like us across the province. We're one of the only agencies that is dedicated 100% to supporting seniors. Uh, a number of the other agencies may support seniors in addition to supporting families, youth, um, children, and uh, a more, uh, a broader um, demographic. Our group is the only group that supports seniors 100% that are homeless. So what are some of the challenges that you face? Um, I think the biggest challenges for seniors that we see or we encounter are 
system challenges or cracks in the system that seniors run into. So whether it's a challenge um, between um, federal funding and provincial funding, um, a senior who's been on provincial funding. So they may have been working in their younger years, um, run into or encounter an incident or an accident that puts them into um, a disability of some kind that requires provincial assistance. When they turn 64, um, they are not connected to federal funding. And on their 65th birthday, federal uh, provincial funding stops. And um, sometimes they may not have the wherewithal to recognize that. Sometimes uh, the letter has been sent out by Service Canada and uh, hasn't reached them because they're generally low-income seniors and have moved a couple times since they provided that detail to Service Canada. But irrespective of the reason, um, since the provincial and federal funding is not connected, they become homeless as a result of that. Um, retroactively, uh, six or eight months later, they will get a lump sum and they will get their money. But in the meantime, they were made homeless by the system. So that's just one example. Um, another one uh, that we've seen a lot of is uh, the co-op model. When it was built, it was meant to be cooperative and supportive of families and individuals that resided there. Um, the individuals understood that they had to participate in maintaining the space and um, consequently had a lower cost to reside there. Um, often the floor plans for the units in co-ops were not built for individuals or for a senior to age in place. Um, so when a senior um, kids have moved on and they're now left alone, they're overhoused and they could find themselves uh, pushed out of a place that they called home for many decades. Um, so the model wasn't built for uh, supporting a person to age in place. Um, crisis evictions for people who live in affordable housing or even in the private sector in a rental unit. If they've been in that unit for many years, again, could be 20, 30, 40 years, and they start to deteriorate in health uh, or their cognitive abilities, and the building manager recognizes that, and the person has no way to connect to a doctor. We all know the challenges with medical practitioners in the province. So if the senior is not able to get supports by like home health or be diagnosed or assessed for what their supports are, um, the landlord, often a good gold standard landlord, as I call them, because they've done everything they could until that point, are forced to evict the tenant to attach them to health, to get them support. That's pretty sad to have happen. And that's where I talk about system cracks. Um, the other piece that we've seen um, an increasing number on is a discharge from hospital where a senior goes to a hospital for a particular um, problem. They end up staying there for an extended period because the problem either got chronic or a new problem developed and they get discharged three or four months later. In the absence of being able to contact their landlord because their phone was no longer charged and they were in a hospital bed, they find themselves discharged at noon and their landlord has already relet their unit and all of their personal belongings have been um, dispersed because the landlord assumed they were dead or worse. That is something that we're seeing an increasing amount of too. Redevelopments in this uh, day and age where a lot of the older building stock is being redeveloped. Um, some developers are required in 
based on the city restrictions to provide alternate accommodation. But why they might find an alternate physical space for a senior, an alternate accommodation often requires the supports in community that help them survive and thrive. And that is not something that is taken into consideration. So even if a senior is relocated in a redevelopment, they may not have the supports they need to continue to survive. And that alone is problematic. And of course, last but not least is technology. Um, the gateway to any support that a senior needs to live, whether it's financial or health or food, is through technology, which um, they're not necessarily either comfortable with or they may not be able to afford. Or worse, they, if they are comfortable, they risk being scammed. So um, the unfortunately, the system craps, uh, cracks are quite a few for seniors across the board, and that's just um, some of them. And there's just the other piece, which is the cost of living. Um, the cost of even a pension earner today who was well um, intentioned, had saved for their old age, find that they have more month at the end of their money and just can't afford to pay their bills for medicals and to live. So um, that is that is quite uh, problematic. So how do you help those people? Um, well, every single one of these are different um, pieces. So uh, if it's financial, uh, our team would be um, very quick in connecting with uh, the federal government, with Service Canada. Uh, and with our work through our SHINE program, particularly over the last three or four years, we've been able to um, identify a liaison person. So we don't have to take uh, an hour for every client. We may be able to access um, one hour as a clinic with Service Canada and have quite a few files reviewed in that time frame. So we are able to actually um, be more efficient on our support. The problem still occurs, but we found a Band-Aid solution around it to expedite a result. Um, not necessarily the best solution, but it's something better than the alternative. And that's just the one. Um, with each of these challenges, we've identified solutions that could work for the seniors and could work for the system as a whole, and have been sharing that with uh, different levels of government, uh, individuals, and um, creating that awareness that I talked about. So you may be located in New Westminster, which is yeah. my hometown. Yeah. But you service the whole province. Yes. And look at any solution for seniors who are homeless at the system levels. That would apply to any senior anywhere in BC. Is that a primary need, uh, the home, uh, finding homes, places for them to live? Very much so. Uh, because if there is a vacancy for a housing unit um, generally, and a number of people apply to it, um, almost 99 times out of 100, the senior won't get it because that perception of uh, the challenges of an older adult um, that exists through HSM. So that is uh, a barrier on its own. Because, because, because of their age, the whoever's renting the apartment or house view they won't be there very long. I view that there's potential challenges with it. They could okay. be, you know, um, needing more supports. What do they do? They can't evict somebody when later in their age and are 
needing supports. So they anticipate problems as opposed to seeing the value of a stable tenant or a stable resident with guaranteed income. They always um, seem to consider that a, a risk as opposed to an opportunity. So what is the best thing that's working for you in your organization? I think this year in 2023, the best thing um, has been the conversations we've been able to have. Uh, it has been an unprecedented number of conversations um, that we've been able to have, particularly in the last uh, four months with all levels of government. Uh, the in increasing attention and awareness that uh, this is a problem, um, that is a problem that is needing um, solutions that are sustainable. Um, is probably one of the, the the best things that have happened in my five years here at Senior Services Society. Uh, it appeared in the past that we were kind of swimming upstream, but uh, now we are uh, in a very different place. There is more conversations and collaborations, and uh, I am um, hopeful for 2024. Well, tell us, tell us about your vision for the future of your organization then. Well, with our work, um, well, first of all, to me, every one of us, every one of us who are on this uh, call, who listens to the call, we're all seniors or seniors in training. So envisioning what we want for our future. I think um, for me, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for where we are now as far as the conversations. Um, on the other hand, it's not happening soon enough for many, many people. So in the short term, I would like to see a really strong awareness campaign so people can understand what is happening. Um, I think, not I think, uh, I know uh, over the conversations that we've had um, in the past few years, particularly more recently, that when people understand the problem and the gravity of it, they're willing to find or work together to find a solution. Um, most of the time, it's not something that makes the news or makes the front line. I mean, if there's a bomb drop somewhere, we all hear about it and we respond um, quickly. Um, I see the seniors homelessness issue as more of a boiling fog syndrome. We've known it was coming. We were well aware of it. We look at reports from 30 years ago. We, had we could have anticipated this, but how do we respond to it now in a meaningful way? Because we've known it was coming. So I think that awareness piece would be big. The other piece is we've had some really good innovative solutions that have been developed and have demonstrated really good outcomes over the past um, four to five years. Uh, one is our Shine program, which is a network of supports for seniors across the province. Another one is the Better at Home program through United Way, uh, the whole way house model that provides light touch and is a way, in a way, is a prevention of homelessness for seniors when you have people on the ground actually supporting seniors in advance of them becoming homeless. Or our temporary housing program, which is a bridge to housing, permanent housing for a senior who is homeless. These are programs that have been done by organizations over the last four or five years that are innovative, that have got demonstrated outcomes that are really good. And uh, to be able to uh, secure them, to be able to expand them over the next few months before we have a more robust solution would be fantastic. And um, I think that that probably would um, 
be a good step or a step in the right direction for 2024. But your organization may be based in New Westminster, but you're responsible uh, for the needs in all the entire province. Is that correct? We, we're, yes, we're one of the agencies that are leading the work around seniors and uh, homelessness in particular. That has been something that we have been very focused on and we have been uh, very good. So there are others who do it, but we have uh, definitely done this uh, and done this for a long time. So um, feel that we are in a good position to contribute to the solution. So how can the audience that we're talking to today uh, help you? What 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 tangible thing can they do today to uh, make it more beneficial for you? Well, if somebody is a um, interested in in learning more and how they can support us, just reaching out to me. Um, if they are interested in supporting us in this awareness campaign, that would be fantastic in the next year. The other piece is if they're a housing operator, um, whether they're a private sector or a nonprofit housing operator, or a developer creating new housing units, uh, if they would be interested in working with us to be able to secure units for seniors, um, that would be fantastic. Uh, because we know there are large pockets of seniors in many cities, and the developments are not keeping up uh, with the dedicated units for seniors. So being able to account for a proportionate number of units for a city that would represent the number of people there that are seniors would be a big step provincially. I, I think um, a number of people, because you're located in New Westminster, believe that that is really your jurisdiction. But your jurisdiction is this province, is that correct? Yes, around uh, system solutions for homelessness, supporting agencies that are anywhere, or any individual who is, um, homeless or at risk, they can reach out to us. And then through our partners, we are able to either support them or redirect them. Uh, there isn't a call that comes to us that we do not respond to. So we'll find a solution, even if it's not something we have, and we need to find some way to support that person. We generally will. Uh, this might be a difficult question for you to answer, but what is the one thing that you need more than anything else? Your organization? Um, Multi, that's that's actually a big one. Um, we currently function with funding from government that is year to year. So we get it generally in March um, as part of the March Madness funding. And in this day and time to be able to secure and retain staff multi years uh, when the staff don't know if they're gonna guarantee themselves a job is really problematic. So multi-year funding for agencies or for ourselves and agencies like us, uh, would be a big step because we train the staff. It takes about six or eight months to train them on all of the system pieces to navigate for a senior in need, only to find that you lose them because they needed a guaranteed job. And that's really, really uh, erodes all of the work that is put into it. And uh, come April, we'll be doing it all over again with a different group of staff. So that is uh, probably the biggest thing multi-year funding for agencies that support homeless seniors so that you can at least build on what you've done the previous year as opposed to restart every April. So you, you can only really plan a year in advance. Is that what I hear you saying? Yes, yes. But that, yeah, which is its own challenges, Peter. That's correct. Yeah. Um, so how do, how, do you, how, do you, how do you get a five-year plan? Well, um, 
I think five may be a bit robust. I know most of the multi-year funding so far, five-year would be ideal, uh, is about three years. And then I think there's an opportunity to have a conversation. Um, but um, three to five years would be fantastic. And uh, knowing that probably now as a Christmas gift in advance of for, um, March would be even better because we don't risk losing staff that have well trained over the year only to have to replace them in April. So tell me, this this audience that's watching today, tell me one or two things that they could actually do today that help to help you the most. Um, the simplest thing would be connect with us um, online in our social media. If there's nothing else they can do, connect with us and amplify our message in their networks. That would be a big help. If they can support us in any other way, particularly around funding or housing, we'd be welcome to it. But if they can't do anything other than amplify our voice, that we'd be very grateful. So how do they contact you? Let, let the, uh... um, they can call um, myself at the office here at New Westminster at 604-520-6621 or um, connect with me on my email, Allison at sssbc.ca. Let's, let's repeat those again. The phone number here at uh, Senior Services Society is 604-520-6621. Or my email is allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, at sssbc.ca. Okay. Now, uh, you had, you had a, a dinner a little while ago, uh, and... Uh, it was a big fundraiser for you. Uh, would you do that every year? Uh, well, we did do a survey with uh, the participants and the people who attended. And uh, yes, they have uh, almost 80% uh, of them have said they would uh, attend an event like that again. So that is uh, really, really good and uh, inspiring, reassuring that they liked uh, what they had and uh, they would they've offered some suggestions to improve it and they've also said they would like to attend it again. So yes, the answer is yes, we would do something. So you have silent auctions and uh, all kinds of raffles that they can participate, uh, mix <laughs> with people and all of this money is, goes to your society. That's correct, yes. Well, thank you for what you do for this province. It's not just for New Westminster in that area. It's for the province of British Columbia. And thank you for those people you take care of and are really concerned with. And I can feel it every time I talk to you in your, in your voice. This is a real passion for you to do this. Uh, Peter, yes, it is. Um, I came to uh, senior services quite um by accident, was supposed to be here for two months to support the agency while my predecessor was away. And uh, within the month, I'd seen uh, the need. Uh, I myself was unaware of it. And um, when the board asked me if I would stay, I said to them, absolutely. Um, I, I believe in what this agency does. I believe in the need. And it is something that I am truly grateful to be a part of. Alison, thank you so much. Thank you for your dedication. Thank you for your interest in uh, being part of this podcast. I know it goes all over the province, so hopefully there'll be some positive uh, results. And uh, I thank you very much for what you do for the 
elderly people in this province. Peter, thank you. I really appreciate it. And uh, happy, happy holidays and wish you all the very best in 2024. Thank you, Alison. My guest has been Alison Segardo uh, from the Senior Service Society of British Columbia, headquartered in New Westminster, but they uh, take on the responsibilities for the entire province. And I thank you for that and thank you for your dedication. Thanks, Peter. Thank you for listening to Peterleg Podcast. If you'd like to support this podcast, please log on to peterleg.com.